I heard this story months ago and I knew I had to share it with you all on Easter Sunday this year. There was a man named Chris Jackson, a young man, 43 years old, with three young children. He lived in Oklahoma City and like he did every morning, he drove his youngest child to school. What you need to know about him is that up until this point, Chris had had a perfect bill of health. There had never been anything wrong with him. After he was headed home from dropping off his daughter, he he felt his chest tighten and started having a hard time breathing and pulled over thinking it might just be the Oklahoma heat. He ended up calling 911, went to the hospital and was diagnosed with severe bronchitis. So they put him on antibiotics, but within hours, it became apparent that the antibiotics were not healing the problem. So they began the testing. And so then the doctor came in and told Chris and his wife and their three girls, your heart is failing. Your output is 5% of normal and your only option is to get a heart transplant. And what you need to know is that it's very difficult to find a match. And it's very difficult that there's gonna be someone at this time that matches what you need. Chris's wife remembers thinking in that moment, in order for my husband to live, someone else is gonna have to die. Well, a thousand miles south in Houston, there was a man named Justin Lopez who was in the hospital dying tragically of a gunshot wound. His mother is behind his bedside signing lots of papers, having to make decisions very quickly. What do I do with the organs that have been safe, that haven't been hurt by this wound? And his heart was okay. And his heart just happened to be the exact match that Chris needed. And so the heart was sent off and and it, it worked well, the transplant worked well. And in her grief, Justin's mother She needed to know what was going on with the person who received the heart. And so she was able to make contact with the wife and with the the girls and and with Chris himself and, and kind of follow his journey back. And then a year later, she finally got the courage to just ask, can I come meet you all? And and you can see this video. This is true story. Because Chris is this like big man and and she's this tiny little woman and he opens up his arms to her and she just rests right here and she says my son oh my his heart beats so strong in you my son is is in heaven but his heart lives death happened years ago that Easter morning. And yet, there was life that came out of it. I wonder why you all came to church this Easter, many reasons, but I can guarantee that every single one of us in here is longing for more hope. We are longing in the midst of our despair and death to find something alive, to find living hope. In the passage right before the one that Pastor Stephen read, There is a story of amazing hope. And it's when Mary Magdalene finds herself at the tomb weeping. As we prepare to hear that, will you pray with me? 
Gracious and loving God, we thank you for your hope and we thank you so much that it is never ending. May you quiet our busy minds. May we hear you speak. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts, may they be pleasing to you for you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Hear now from the Gospel of John. Jesus, Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. And as she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and she saw two angels in white, one sitting at the head and one sitting at the feet of where the body of Jesus had been lying. The angels said to her, woman, why are you weeping? And she said to them, they have taken away my Lord and I do not know where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and she saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know that it was Jesus. And Jesus said to her, woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, Mary said, sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabuni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, do not touch me for I have not yet ascended to the Father, but go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and to your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. This too is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. I think that one of the greatest things about this Easter story in John's gospel, this specific version, what truly makes it the most relevant and greatest story of all time is that all of us can relate to Mary. This Mary, Mary Magdalene. You come on Christmas and you're like, not really familiar with the Immaculate Conception thing. But this, we're like all of us have experienced these moments of utter despair, hopelessness, when it's everything that we thought was supposed to go a certain way has changed. Think about Mary. In a matter of a few hours, her hope in what she thought her life was going to be has just disappeared. Mary Magdalene was someone who had finally, there was a human that said to her, you are not the sum of all that you have done wrong. And on the converse, you are not the sum of all that you will do right. You are accepted in Christ alone, and yet that person is now gone. Her hope, gone. In that exact moment is when Jesus speaks. Jesus was present and says to Mary, why are you weeping? Who are you looking for? I find it remarkably comforting that Mary had walked with Jesus. She would have known what his voice sounded like. She sees his face and she still struggles to recognize what is right before her. The text reads, supposing him to be the gardener. Consider all the times in our lives that Jesus is doing something right in front of us, but we suppose it is the gardener. I think we are looking for hope 
in the wrong things. The truth is some of us today have lost our hope in certain things. We've lost our hope in culture, in American government. We've lost our culture in our families, maybe our marriage. And even some have lost their hope in God. All of us are welcome. All of us are welcome here. But the story asks each of us to consider where are we looking to find hope? This is what I want us to consider. Whenever there is something hopeful that you see, that you feel, that you witness, know this, God is the author of that hope. It is not the gardener. God is the author of that hope. Contrary to what news channels and social media podcasts and posts by Christians and non-Christians alike say, hope lives today. We can live into this hope. Every single time that you see it, God is the author. I think that when God looks down on the world, God says, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? I think God sees hope. God sees a city like Austin, where hundreds, just from this congregation, but thousands, who profess faith in Christ alone, have said we will love to the core of our being our Muslim brothers and sisters. As we have developed these relationships with all these Afghan and Iraqi refugees that have come to our city, God looks down and says, my, oh my, my son's heart beats strong. When God looks down, especially on a city like Austin and sees believers who are willing to fight and to rally and to stand up for people that aren't the same orientation, that don't have the same marital status, that maybe they're felons or maybe they're phenomenal. Anytime that happens, just so that people can feel accepted, God says, oh my, my son's heart beats strong. In this church, in the Westlake Hills Presbyterian Church, there are young people who are telling us old folks, you have made my house, my father's house has been made into a marketplace. And there are older people who are saying, you have made my father's house all about the consumer. Even in that, God says, oh my, my son's heart beats strong. You see, the heart of Christ lives on in us. The passage that Pastor Stephen read, Jesus says, my peace I give to you. As the Father sent me, I send you. I don't know why this was part of God's plan. Why did God leave it up to us crazy fools down here? But it is the plan. God lives through each of us. In every hug and smile that you have received today, that's hope alive. In all of those children that were here eagerly waiting just to get more candy, that is hope alive. In the singing and the playing of our musicians and the prayers of our pastors, that is living hope. And I think with the delight and pride of a heavenly father, our God looks down right now and says, oh my, 
My son's heartbeat is so strong in these people, for you are the living hope. May it be so in my life and in yours.